thought much about you, so I thought I'd pay a social call, do you recall the old days, we used to have a ball, so now that I'm lonesome without you, I just thought I'd pay a social call, I'd lie, and say things I just swear, but to tell the truth, been too well So if you should try to kiss me, I promise I won't stall Cause maybe we'll get back together Starting from this answer dingle, elemental simple social Evening, Davis, California. You are tuned to 95.7 KDRT, low power FM, for your low power lives. <laughs> That's actually not fair and not true, I'm sure. So, for your high powered lives, yeah. How about just your lives? Welcome. Another fine day outside today. Nice to be here and spin some tunes. That was Betty Carter, Betty Carter, that you heard there. And that's a song, Social Call. That was recorded live in 1982 at the Bottom Line in New York. Tonight I've got actually kind of a neat, very fun show going to be moving around the musical dial quite a bit this evening. So that'll be nice. Try and get some different moods going, things like that. I've got a very interesting 50 years ago this week in Beatles history. So you won't want to miss that if you've got a chance to catch it. As always, Lava Lamp is lit. Seatbacks fully reclined, 
get that dog or cat in your lap and a firm grip on a cool recreational beverage of choice. That's about it for now. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting KDRT here in Davis, California. Camel on the lamb. Disgraced icon Joe Camel had to climb down from his last billboard this morning before a jeering mob of addicts and ex-children. <laughs> it is about time, Ray, but instead of handing over his pool cue, dog glasses, and smoking boots to the jackbots, he... Smoking uh, butts. By smoking butts. Uh, that what? should be smoking butts. Let's just go to that tape one more time. Okay, look, one at a time. One at a time. I'm not the president. Here's here's the story. They took my smokes. They snatched my axe. I could see the handwriting on the wall. Very funny. Very funny. Yes, it. I, I do know I'm not a camel, no. hell. I know that much. I am a logo. Get Joe, that straight. Uh, Joe, they, they, they yeah. say your stomachs are gone, I Joe. got I got two stomachs left, Wiley. Who cares? Joe, Joe Boston to Babylon. Yes, here. ma'am. Yes, Any ma'am. plans for the future? Yeah, party. Yeah, well, what's the problem? What's the problem? The problem is they crossed the line and wanted to take my shades. I'm going where everyone else is going. It's the millennium, stupid. I'm going to the big one. Let them try and keep me out. Yeah. I got a tank full of blues. I'm out at the break of dawn. You know, I got my guitar in the back and a set of new strings on. Me gone. I got some cash in my pocket. I'm back on the road again. Man, I got me a pack of cigarettes. I should hit Memphis by 10. I got nothing but miles to put between now and back then.
wants me gone
And the great Stevie Ray Vaughan with Double Trouble and the song Cold Shot. I got this off of the essential Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble. But um, it obviously wasn't on that one originally. I'm not sure which CD it was on or LP. Back in the 80s. Started out that set there with Smokin' Joe, Joe Camel. And he he had a bad attitude. He was pissed. And so uh, he was letting everyone know. It's from a CD that Firesign Theater put out around the turn of the millennium. If you ever want to catch it, it's actually a very good listen all the way through. <laughs> Wouldn't hurt maybe to be a little bit... <clears throat> altered but uh, regardless I think you'd like it fire sign theater give me immortality or give me death <laughs> came out in 1999 and poked a lot of fun at the doomsayers that were talking about how uh, there wasn't going to be any world after December 31st 1999 midnight we were all that was it and so it's a great listen all the way through I may revisit a little bit more of that tonight. Certainly do throughout the year. Can't resist. I was recording a band at Baker Street Pub, December 31st of 1999. As a matter of fact, the band's name was 8-Track. And... The worst that I figure would happen is that some of the computers that were out at that time might freak out with the year 2000 and they'd, you know, reset themselves or something like that. ATM machines start either spitting out money or they break and you can't get any money out of them. None of that stuff really mattered. I mean, technology just was not ubiquitous the way it is now. And I figured, well, you know, if the traffic lights go out and things like that, what better place to be than in a bar? Surrounded by a bunch of other musicians and drunken people at midnight on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. There you go. There's my tale. Tank full of blues was what followed that. Uh, that's 
from the CD tank full of blues. The musician's name is Dion. Just one word, Dion. It looks a little bit like Richie Lawrence with shorter hair. Maybe 10 or 20 years younger. Let's see if I can figure out what year that came out. 2011 on the Blue Horizon label. I will be getting back to more of him throughout the evening. Anybody seen my baby? That's from the Rolling Stones' Bridges to Babylon album, which probably is one of the more overlooked Rolling Stones albums. Uh, it doesn't get the blues feel that the Stones are known for in the early LP releases, and it doesn't really have that nice uh, stride rock to it that some of the later stuff does. It's kind of, um, well, it's like a sailboat that is out in the water and there's no wind. That's sort of the way that album struck me, but kind of an interesting track there. Very sparse, minimalist kind of uh, recording. And then finished up there with Cold Shot Stevie Ray Vaughan. This is KDRT 95.7, Davis, California. Well, I've been shaking down the newsstand for a word to ease my soul. Pleading with the newsman, I need to read to rock my roll. Man, that's hard, but I know I'm not alone. I read it in the rolling stone They got a rack of shack papers They got a rack of magazines They don't talk me around the sun jack But tell me how to wear my jeans Your night's hard
sites on YouTube that won't fill my need. I got no cable on the boob tube. I'll be the last guy who can read. Man, that's hard. But I know I'm not alone. Yeah. Oh. oh. Put it in the rolling stone. You know it's true. I put it in the rolling stone. Russian 
And she gazes so tenderly At a cherub upon her knee Across the land it's cold and dreary By candlelight they're worried and weary But when baby's eyes begin to tear Her mother sings away her fears Listen Every night you'll hear her croon Russian lullaby Just a plain elf and little tune The baby starts to cry Ooh, rock-a-bye My baby Somewhere there may be A land that's free you and me and a Russian lullaby.
This is 95.7 KDRT on a lovely evening down here in the out-of-control booth, which is remarkably mellow down here. Beautiful. Started that out with another song from Dion. And that one was I Read It. And then in parens it says In the Rolling Stone. Followed that up with a very famous song, Stars Fell on Alabama. This done by she and him. They put out a CD on Columbia Classics, she and him classics. And so this CD, instead of having perhaps original material, uh, is all kinds of neat jazz and things like that. Beautiful voice. And then follow that up with a recording from down at the hall. That's Joe Craven on vocals there uh, with the Sometimers. The song Russian Lullaby. That's from a recent performance that uh, Joe Craven and the Sometimers did down at the hall, I believe. It was in June of this year. Hold on. Nope. May. And that was a lot of fun. If you weren't there, you missed another one. <laughs> There's going to be more. In fact, coming up, in September, the Thursday Live, first Thursday of the month, will resume. And when it does, it's going to be the British Invasion. So, members of all kinds of different bands, excellent musicians, one and all, are working furiously. They're probably biting their nails right now, trying to figure out exactly how to play the arrangement for perhaps a Herman's Hermit's tune. So you have to show up for that. 
as always, doors at 7. The music will start about 7.30. And admission is free. It's family-friendly. This particular one, donations always go to the band. And in this case, they are going to then be donated to us, the radio station. So if you can, uh, come on down. And you can show your support for the radio station by... Let's see, listening to great music, being surrounded by wonderful people, and consuming a moderate but, uh, you know, uh, steady pace of cool recreational beverages of choice. It's tough, I know. Sometimes digging into the pocket and, uh, you know, yeah, tough duty, right? I'm being facetious, folks. It's so much fun that you just probably won't want to leave. You'll make the band keep playing. Do that, by the way. All right. So I've got another nice set of music here planned, and I want to get to that. And then when I come out of this next set, I'm going to be going into 50 years ago this week in Beatles history. Um, so I'm going to be reading a little bit out of a book, actually probably more than a little bit, So, but it's fascinating to listen to. So I'll try and make it pleasant enough to listen to, but the material is really fun, and it gives you an insight into what was going on 50 years ago. So I will be doing that when I come back out of this next set of music, but also I want to throw out a couple things at you here because later on this evening I will be coming back with answers to a little bit of trivia. Okay, here, without looking this up, okay, on the Internet, it's no fun if you look it up on the Internet. It's like try and dig it out if you've got an Encyclopedia Britannica. That counts. You can go ahead and use that. But no Googling on the Internet, okay? Otherwise, you know, you're disqualified. Right, you can still do it, but okay. Got two, one, two of them here for you. Recently... The other day, the Mets lost 25-4. to <laughs> I know, that's an awesomely bad score if you're on the losing end of that. Well, I had already been looking a little bit into some of the different bits of baseball trivia, and, and so I'm going to throw this here. What team has won the most regular season games in the history of of baseball, Major League Baseball. What team won the most games in a season in the history of Major League Baseball? And the other one is, have you got any idea who invented the mailbox that you see out on the street? Or do you even have any idea about when it was? So that's a two-parter. Who and then when? When do you think it was invented? When they start using them? So those are the two trivia questions I'll be getting back to tonight. KDRT in Davis, California.
telephone He said he'd come up from the Delta Said he liked my car He told me on the way there He was born in sin <laughs> What else is new? I said I'd ride that road, yeah I know just where you been I don't know where I'm heading I can't go back again Tell me what you got now I'll tell you what you've lost Tell me what you bought now Tell me what it cost Look out of your window Gone like morning frost Sure 
burning bright above the sea. his vaccine He's a sucker for soft shoulders Hazel eyes and a dancer's legs He's got a closet full of Rembrandts A frigid dare full of rotten eggs Baby, you know the bottle's gone 
the kind of girl you run to More the kind you run away from
KDRT in Davis, California. That should have put the mellow in your groove. Started out that set there with Rides Blues, again from Dion. D-I-O-N. Playing a lot of them tonight. In about a week or so, you'll be able to pick up this CD over at the library. That's where I found it. I love discovering things over at the library. Bringing them back, maybe there's something there. This was a rich vein of musical gold. Followed that up with a very interesting song, Molly O and Dog Boy. And that was performed by Roy Rogers and Shana Morrison, 1999 off of their CD, Everybody's Angel. And it's not Roy Rogers, the, the cowboy. It's the guitar playing. Well, they both play guitar, and they both sang, actually. But uh, newer, different Roy Rogers, obviously. And Shana Morrison, who's the daughter of Van Morrison. And then finished that set of music out there with just super performance from the Summer Love Band. That was recorded down at the hall in September of last year, 2017, the song Fat Angel. And you heard on vocals there the Right Reverend Richard, He of Sunglasses. And on guitar there, Kurt Rogley. Most times you can see Kurt sitting next to me over there off to the side. He'll be doing sound for the hall. Now he won't be when he's up on stage. 
<clears throat> it's when I get to do both, record and try and get it to sound good in the hall with the first the first thing of importance is that it sounds good in the hall. That's the way I roll. There you go. All right. So now it is time to go ahead and go to 50 years ago this week in Beatles history. So the actual goings on for the 50 years ago this week in Beatles history basically... They closed Apple, the store, the end of July. And for the first few days of August, they were over at Trident Studios, sometimes from 5 in the afternoon till 3 in the morning. And they were recording Hey Jude. George Martin was producing the engineer Barry Sheffield. The second engineer, it says, was unknown. And so this was a very complicated recording. Uh, so they were working on it on the 1st, on the 2nd, um, on the 6th, on the 7th, so on the 8th. So that's what they were doing. So I thought, well, okay, that's kind of sparse for 50 years ago, the Sweet and Beatles history. So I thought I would go back and talk a little bit more about the closing of Apple. And I'll start, this is in a book here. Barry Miles wrote a biography of Paul McCartney, Many Years From Now is the title. Came out about 1997. Back in London, Paul had his time cut out for him at Apple. The Fool, that was a guy, Alex Mardis or Madras. He was Greek, and he was a true... Uh, artist, artiste, right. Uh, a bit of a con man, or more than a bit of a con man. The Fool and the Apple Boutique had become a big problem. Pete Shotton had been replaced at Apple Retail by John Linden, who as early as January 1968 had informed The Fool that there was to be no more expenditure without written authority. Further correspondence with the Fool's business manager, Simon Hayes, ensued, and in March, Linden finally informed Hayes that if the Fool removed any more garments from Canel's workshops, he would have no alternative but to exclude them from the premises. Seeing that they had sucked the apple dry, the Fool now moved to New York, where they extracted a large advance from Mercury Records, very sensibly inserting a clause in their contract excluding anyone from Mercury from the recording sessions because they wanted to vibrate with the engineer, quote-unquote. The head of Mercury A&R is said to have literally vomited when he heard the final results, but by then the fool had already moved on, having arranged to paint Quote, the biggest psychedelic mural on earth on the side of the theater where Hare was playing in Los Angeles. John Linden briefly uh, was succeeded as manager of the Apple Boutique by angelic-looking I Ching and tarot card reader called Caleb, who cast daily horoscopes for John. 
and whose readings determined all-important business decisions at Apple Corps. But the Beatles were getting fed up with being shopkeepers, and on 31 July 1968, after ransacking the shelves themselves, they gave away the stock and shut up shop. Caleb ended up in a lunatic asylum. Paul said, at least when the boutique fell through to our credit, we gave all the stuff away. We just gave the stuff away and closed it. Now, Paul was in London, but Jane Asher missed most of the excitement because she was still spending most of her time in Bristol. She and Paul had been together for five years. They had both grown and changed dramatically. In the end, the relationship came to an abrupt halt. Jane came home unexpectedly from Bristol and found Paul in bed with somebody else. And her mother, in a very frosty mood, came over and took away her clothes, cooking pots, and ornaments. On July 20th of 1968, Jane appeared as one of the guests on D-Time. That was BBC Television's most popular talk show, told the British public that their engagement was over. I haven't broken it off, she told Simon D., but it is broken off, finished. And Paul's comments, I don't remember the breakup as being traumatic, really. I remember more one time when she was working at the Bristol and she'd got a boyfriend in Bristol and was going to leave me for him. That was wildly traumatic. We got back together again, but I had already gone through that when we eventually split up. It seemed it had to happen. Just never clicked, he said. Now here's an observation from Marianne Faithful. I never remember them getting on very well, Jane and him. It was sort of like an act, almost. And I can quite see that he would have to be much happier with Linda, because with Jane, it would have been very difficult. I love watching people living their domestic life and seeing how that goes. I always thought Jane and Paul were very tense. I do remember very clearly an evening at Cavendish Avenue, that's where Paul lived, where she wanted the window shut and he wanted the window open. That really was like a Joe Orton play. It was bleeping great. I sat there all night watching Jane get up and open it and Paul close it. And it was just like nothing was said. And quite soon after they split up, which of course I could have told anyone they would. <laughs> and it does go on. It just continued to be a nut house over there. Apple just continued to spend money, <clears throat> burn through all kinds of cash on various projects. Uh, the acrimony among the band when they were in the recording studio was getting worse. The history is all there for anybody who really wants to dig into it. It is a good read, and it will take up all of your time. So I'm going to leave it there. This is KDRT and Live Tracks in Davis, California.
Shadows have all the room. I was riding free on the old SP, humming a solemn tune. When a man came along and made me hush my song, he kicked me off away out there. Way out, way out, I mean, way out, way. I set down my load in the desert load road, rested my weary legs. I watched the setting sun make the tall shadows run across the barren plains. And I hummed a tune to the rising moon. She gets lonesome way out there.
I closed my eyes to the starlit skies And I lost myself in dream I dreamed the desert sand was a milk and honey land But then I woke with a start There was a train coming back on that one-way track Gonna carry me away from here just standing next to one there and the heat coming off the firebox was amazing and the ground was shaking just from the fire it was rumbling it was alive i mean kids don't get to see stuff like that anymore there she goes across the desert you can see those rods flying smell that bunker
adventure we will share come sail with me love will take us far on a journey to a star where dreams are free you'll see points of starry Pathway of our flight, we soon will be so free, free to hold each other so tight, sharing all the joys of this wondrous night. Dawn will find us there in the golden tinted air. Bob Lucas, that is Bob Lucas Live, the name of the CD. Now, Bob wasn't singing that. That was Lois Tanner on vocals. Other members of the group, Tom Schrader on bass, Paul Distel on drums. And that is an original song. I had to look that up and make sure. That's one that he wrote. It's called The Journey. Remarkable song. Started out with 50 years ago this week in Beatles history, you bet. And followed that with Across the Universe. Thing about that song, that mix, Across the Universe, I got that off of a collection of music called Mono Masters. And my brother Bill was kind enough to gift that to me at one of my birthday or Christmas or both. It was a wonderful gift. I've used it off and on now over the years while I was doing 50 years ago this week in Beatles history. It comes in real handy. Anyway, I don't know if you were hearing that or not, but I'm a pretty careful listener over the years to music, and I've heard across the universe many times, but there were things coming out of the left and right channels that I swear I've never heard before. So you might go back and slap some headphones on and try and catch that. I think it started at about 10 minutes after the hour, top of the, of the second hour of the show. You might go back with some headphones and slap them on and see if you can hear. Uh, I won't even go where what I think I was hearing, but it was like chorus vocals. And, uh, well, it started out with birds, right? You know, so cool, cool mix. That's what I want to say. Odd and rare. And then followed that with a song also by Bob Lucas on piano uh, called Midnight Blues. 
And then Way Out There. Now that's a traditional song that was performed there by, sung by Gene Parsons, also on banjo, and David Hayes on bass. And the two of them were here in Davis, California for a performance on the 10th of September, 2017, also down at the hall. And we were fortunate enough to be down there, and I got a good recording of that. So anyway, fun stuff. Wonderful imagery, and so I just had to follow that with that wonderful song, The Journey. Bob Lucas with Lois Tanner on vocals. Well, I was mentioning earlier a couple of trivia questions, so I'm going to get back to the answer on one of them. The other one requires a little bit more reading. So the question was, which baseball team has the best record, the most wins in one season ever? Okay, I went all the way back to the beginning of baseball. Which team in the history of baseball has won the most games in a single season? And the answer is, and you're going to love this, Kurt, the 1906 Cubs. That's right. The 1906 Cubs won 116 games and lost 36 now, the 2001 Mariners, Seattle Mariners, also won 116 games, but they had a much longer season, and they lost 46. So do the, do the math. The Cubbies, 116 and 36. That is like getting run over. So great stuff. Not too far behind the 1998 Yankees. They won 114 games. Now, the Cubs in 1906, when they won 116 games, they won the World Series. But the 2001 Mariners, when they won 116 games, they lost in the championship series, the American League Championship Series. They didn't even get to the World Series by then. Baseball had gone to a series of division playoffs and things like that. Back to the music. And when I come back next time, who invented the postal mailbox and when? This is KDRT and Live Tracks in Davis, California. You're sitting up here, you know, you're watching me put my finger picks on them. You, know. you need like one of those golf announcers. Genus now, putting on his pick on his third index finger. This is very tense moment. <laughs> He's lining up the slide. <laughs> Can't take him anywhere, are you? <laughs> Hear 
Come on, Samba. Oh, hey, Lapa. Oh, hey, Lapa. 
s'en va. Oh, tu peux te marier si tu veux. Tu peux te marier si tu veux. Si tu te maries, moi je te dis, sera comme le chat qui cause la souris. Oh, et là-bas. T'es au village pour voir ma belle J'ai mangé du courbouillon J'ai attrapé un dérangement Oh, et là-bas Et là-bas Comment ça va Mon petit frère, ça m'a wawaron Ma petite soeur, ça m'a coin de banquette Ma maman, ça m'a éléphant Oh, et là-bas Et là-bas Comment ça va Les autres à quitter les gros hôtels Pour le faire des bouchons de vielle Pour boucher les demi-bouteilles Oh et là-bas Et là-bas Comment ça va
Around with you. That's right, 
nothing too complicated. Oh, yeah. According to Bazooka. Just this year, fresh bazooka. Uh, Richard Renee. Wow. Anyway, it ain't gonna happen. That's a new song. Uh, well, it's one of their songs. Original. Feels like I should say more than that somehow. It's just such a great song. Anyway, started out that set with Gene Parsons and David Hayes once again up there on the stage down at the Odd Fellows Rumba Man. Having some fun up there. Getting his <laughs> pick ready. <laughs> and followed that up with Hey La Ba. This is off of a CD I found, Cajun music, but um, I want to read this real quickly to you. Hailing from the town of Raceland, about 40 miles outside of New Orleans, his name is Pot Fulse. I'm going to say F O L S E. He lives among the Bayou Lafouche Cajuns, and they often view themselves as culturally distinct from the Cajuns in southwest Louisiana. Quote, the music they play around Lafayette is more French and always has an accordion in it. Over here, the accordion never was that popular, and the music is mostly country, a good bit of 50s rock, or we can go French. We mix it up. So there's the song there. Followed that up with Dion doing one more song for the evening, My Michelle. And then it ain't going to happen, according to Bazooka. Nice. With an accordion and quite appropriate, I might add. Last set of music there. I neglected to mention something which is really cool. Okay, I was playing a couple of songs from Bob Lucas. Here's the thing. That recording was done March 1st of 1998. That jazz recording you were listening to last set. It was recorded at the Community Media Center in Santa Rosa, California for public television. So this is the audio from that, but there was also a, a video or a film or whatever uh, that was done of it. So that's really cool. So 20 years ago, March 1st, 1998, at the Community Media Center in Santa Rosa, California, Bob Lucas. So it was all live, all live there. Neat. We've done some things like that down here various times over the years. Had some folks in back. We hope to do more of that in the future. So I've got <clears throat> one more song to take you out with. I will be finishing up the evening with another song from Betty Carter. Betty Carter, she's got interesting inflections to her voice. So this is a nice long cut. You'll be able to sort of glide away on it as we head on into the evening and weekend and all that. But before we do that, okay, so Philip B. Downing. He's the guy, born in 1857, died in 1934. And he was a mail carrier, among other things. He retired in 1927 after more than 30 years of service. And he invented the mailbox. He filed at least five patents with the United States Patent Office. A street letter box and a mechanical device for operating street railway switches. So he was quite a genius of himself. Uh, on June 17, 1890, 
The U.S. Patent Office approved Downing's application for new and useful improvements in street railway switches, and a little over a year later, on October 27, 1891, his two patents for a street letter box also gained approval. His design resembled the mailboxes that are now everywhere, a tall metal box with a secure hinged door to drop letters. Until this point, those wishing to send mail usually had to travel to the post office. Downing's invention would instead allow for drop-off near one's home and easy pickup by the letter carrier. His idea for the hinged opening prevented rain or snow from entering the box and damaging the mail. So there you go. Philip B. Downing, here, here. Of course, now mail is not used maybe quite as much, but the mailboxes are still out there. Go and use a mailbox now that you know that in 1891 they came up with the mail or the patent was approved anyway they hit the streets with the mailbox about 1892 something like that send a letter today it's more fun anyway getting a letter right i mean than an email come on really yeah you know it is so thank you everybody for listening and supporting kdrt and tuning into live tracks etc etc Got one more song to go out with. This one, again, Betty Carter is the person, and the name of this song is called Spring Can Really Hang You Up the Most. Enjoy and peace. This is KDRT in Davis.
just to kill lonely hours. Spring, can we? Was then I decided that spring is a bore. My doctor prescribed a tonic.
Betty Carter recorded live at the Great American Music Hall, December of 1979 in San Francisco. This has been Live Tracks on KDRT. Peace.